Ms. Ostapenko has no challenges remaining. Oh boy, welcome to the draw show of no challenges remaining for the 2024 Australian Open. I'm Ben Rothenberg, joined by NCR's Spain and Sub-Saharan Africa correspondent Tamani Carriol. Just back from a, a long reporting trip in Sub-Saharan Africa, Tamani. How was it down there? By reporting, you mean lying on a beach bed, yes. Yeah. It's great. Yes. How are the beaches? The beaches are great. Great. The beaches are great. I can report. And yeah, but happy to be in person for the first time in a while. Man. I know. Yeah. So that was it. We barely saw each other in 2023. Uh, did we do a US Open show together? I can't remember. We Might have. Yeah, we did a US Open show together. Yeah. Yeah, but that's still been a while. That was all we did last year. So anyway, great to be back on NCR. First... Uh, Tour show of the year. I did the show earlier uh, in the week with Rima Bouleil about the book with her interviewing me, which was a nice treat. And it was a real, just like luxury experience getting to be on the receiving end of a Rima Bouleil interview. I felt like such royalty. Uh, these players don't know how lucky they are to have her. Uh, so I hope you all enjoyed that and hope you guys have picked up and bought your copies of the book or got them from your libraries or whatever. The book. Read the blurb. Read the blurb. Yes, the blurb on the back. Do you want to read the blurb out loud for the, oh, for the no, people? That, that, that's <laughs> I'll read it. I'll read Tumani's blurb. It's very nice. He says, A compelling, comprehensive biography of one of the most fascinating athletes of the past decade. Rothenberg provides essential context for both her on-court successes and off-court decisions. Even as someone who has covered Osaka's entire career, I learned a lot. I did indeed. Yeah. So I'm very excited people are reading the book. Hopefully everyone can keep getting the book, especially in this first week. Honestly, the first week sales are a big deal in sort of the book world. So many, if you're at all... Think you're going to get it someday. Honestly, the sooner you can get it, the better for my personal benefit. If people want to help me out, I appreciate that. Uh, and Naomi's here. Saw Naomi for the first time in a while at her pre-term press conference. We'll get to her as we get to the women's draw. We're going to start with the men just because they're on my screen. And I don't want to click too much in this episode. Let's just get going uh, here into this draw. We'll talk about other sidebars as we need to. But we're at the US Australian Open. And Novak Djokovic is a top seed. Can we end the men's draw there, or should we keep going? Let's, let's go. Let's, 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 let's keep let's, going. Let's keep going. He's got an interesting first round. He plays against a young qualifier. He was playing a qualifier, and it got, it got placed. It's Dino Priznic, who is a Croatian. He's 18 years old. Been ranked outside the top 150, but he's making a, a breakthrough. He's been someone you you know the name from juniors. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, tell us about Priznic. He's he's a well-known junior, and and I mean he he made it made I mean, people who have known about him for a while and. Um, yeah, he, he made it through qualifying. A, a big, clearly, um, a big week for him in qualifying, and and now he gets the biggest match you could possibly get. Yeah. So yeah, he he's been a, a talented player and like well known on the junior circuit for a while. And I have to think. I honestly have to imagine he's thrilled. Of course, because yeah. the guy, especially being from Croatia, being from the yeah, region, getting a chance to play Djokovic at the Australian Open. Like I feel like if you're a qualifier in your first slam, you either want guaranteed star on big stage to get the, that experience you might never get again. I mean, who knows? YOLO. Or you want, like, the biggest scrub you can find you can definitely beat. Anything in between is unsatisfying. If he was playing scroll through the draw, bless his heart, Yannick Hanfman. That's not much of a, a <laughs> situation that he misses. Or, or Echeverry or whoever else. Like, someone who's, like, good enough to probably beat him but not good enough to elevate him. Yeah. It's, we're, we're very happy for Mr. Prismich in this time. Or young Master Prismich, whatever you want to call him. Is he so, so young and we... Novak Djokovic is the main, probably the person people are going to talk about more in this draw from this first round match, which is going to be on the opening night of Rod Laver Arena. Djokovic, his path, I mean, I always say this every year with him, what is a tough Djokovic path look like? I do think he has Zoom, so his basically first match is Prismich, 
Then he gets the winner of two Aussies, Popperin and Pullman. I don't think he'll have any trouble with either, although Popperin did play really well here to beat Fritz last year. I, so he, he's a big server. He can tree on his days. He can be a Poplar, Popperin, treeing. And then he could get a rematch of several many Australian Open finals pass, potentially in the third round against Andy Murray. If Andy Murray can get past Echeverry in the first round, and then the winner of Monfils Hanfman. I don't think Djokovic is in trouble here uh, at all in the first week. Let's go that far. No. But I would like. Would you like to see Djokovic Murray here again? I got to say, I never enjoyed their matches. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see it just because it would. I think it would be nice for Murray. It would be nice for just, him to have that moment. Yeah, yeah because he. I mean, they were supposed to play. Uh, I think Madrid last year, and Murray had to pull out with illness, due to yeah. illness or something. And so I think it would be nice for Murray. Murray's been very, just very upbeat and positive. You know, in, in the in his pre- press, I saw in his, I was there, pre- yeah. his press conference and also in Kuyong after he lost. And to, which to, it, to team? No, to, um, he beat team. He lost to Chilich. Okay, but it's just interesting because obviously at the end of last year he was talking about how much he wasn't enjoying his tennis and yeah. and etc. But he's he's now making a concerted effort to try and be more positive on the court and and blah blah blah. And and we'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't think he can have any complaints with facing Echeverry, even though yeah. obviously Echeverry had a, a great year last year, particularly on clay. But yeah, it's a winnable match and definitely an opportunity, for, a chance for him to to reach the third round again and give it a sh- give it a shot against Novak. Just because there are so many players who are are still around my age, you know, I'm the same age as Djokovic and Murray, both both born all born in the same year, '87, big year for tennis. Mm. Us, those guys, Sharapova, lots of, lots of Ivanovic, uh, Safarova, more names I could name, but uh, Ronnie. It just it keeps getting less impressive as I go on. But they're still great players. I think Kirilenko, maybe? Anyway. Kirilenko, yeah. Yeah. The idea that Andy Murray could play Monfils and then play Djokovic, for people who like have been in a time capsule for the last 15 years, is nice. That's yep. sort of nice throwback tennis. Names you would know. I appreciate that. Another name folks would know to get to move down in the draw, Stan Wawrinka. I actually saw him hitting today. He was on court and Amar Quartarino hitting with Demonar. Uh, it was a fun sort of contrast in styles, and they were very giggly, and uh, Demonar was cursing a lot, which was funny. I don't hear him curse so much, but they were, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was quite profane. You could hear it from the top row. And not like not like gross, but just saying there was a bunch of, sort of PG-13 rated cursing. It was lovely. Nice. Sam Ranka is in here up, opening against Adrian Manorino, another old guy, who is into the top 20 for the first time in his career, remarkably, as the French number one. Uh, he's had a really, really great... 2023 to get obviously up into the top 20 it's interesting i've heard conversations about if manorino is that much better or if the field is that much worse or both what's going on to get manorino into the top 20 but i've liked this game and it's been it's been potent and it's an interesting stylistic matchup against Vavrinka. two players play very different and will want to be everything they'll do will be making each other uncomfortable by design you know Savrinka likes heavy sort of higher balls and and Manorino wants some low and zippy yep. so it'll depend on the conditions i think largely what the night is what kind of if they get day or night a bunch of different things could factor in there. Uh, and then the other seed in this section, so then the winner of that much plays Shevchenko or Munar, and then you got O'Connell and Garen, and then you got a first round uh, from last year's quarterfinalist, breakout quarterfinalist, Ben Shelton, who is in here, and also the U.S. Open semifinalist. And Shelton seems to me like the first name worth discussing as potentially troubling Djokovic in this section, in the fourth round. Potentially, or... Losing in the first round to Batista. Also that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did just lose today to Tyrell Daniel in, yeah. in Auckland, Ben Shelton. But I, I like uh, like yeah, I said, yeah. I want to keep I want to keep the men's draw focused on who can beat Djokovic. I do think that is the raison d'etre yep. of the Australian Open. Can Ben Shelton beat Djokovic? What would it take? 
I don't think he can beat Djokovic in this one. Why not? Because his his game isn't uh, as consistent, and and you know he, he hasn't played at a consistently high level. Yeah. yeah and and Djokovic, you know, they played that US Open semi against each other, yeah, yeah, and it wasn't that close. No. No. It was eventful, but not close. And um, exactly. Hanging up gesture. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, I think you, you know his his big big obviously his service is big weapon, and I, I think. Djokovic can neutralize it, and, and I mean Djokovic neutralizes most serves on this court. Yeah, as as we've seen over the years. So he's so good. He's just so good. Yeah, especially at returning. I, I always remember us watching. Was it the, the Nadal match where he was just like returning at the final? And twenty when he killed it all. Yeah, and we're, yeah. we're both watching it together, and we're just yeah. like, what you know, the the returns are I, centimeters from the base. I honestly, low key or high key, loved that match. It's one of my favorite Grand Slam finals because it was so unexpected to have one guy. In this big three constellation, to to show up another and just be that good, be that much better, it was so much more interesting to me than another four set back and forth match. Yeah. That kind of decisive, memorable result. Yeah. I was very into it. I, I just, I, I, but I do, I do, I do think Shelton will probably, even though he lost today to to Tara Daniel, as you said, I think he'll make the fourth round. I think he'll rise to the the slam, the big occasion, and yeah, yeah. But he, I don't think he'll be Djokovic. Tara Daniel interviewed and quoted in the new book. I'm Osaka, her journey finding her power and her voice. Uh, <laughs> the Djokovic in the quarterfinal could get a rematch of the last year's final here against Stefano Tsitsipas. And people forget Tsitsipas made this final, but he did. Uh, he is the high seed in this second section uh, at number seven, but we're going to go kind of top, you know, chronologically, or not chronologically, it's not, you know, altitudinally, whatever. We're going to go work way top to bottom. Dara uh, Taylor Fritz is the other seed here at number 12. He is gets a good draw, I think a great draw. Yep. Uh, opens against Diaz Acosta, who is the latest in a proud line of Argentine Facundos. And then he gets Carballes Baino. And then the other seed for Fritz is uh, Sarundolo, who I think beat him at the French Open last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, Sarundolo opens against the qualifier Dane Sweeney, who's been around Wilds, big kind of, in qualies for many years, so it's nice to see him break through one of those, and then protector ranking Marin Cilic, the aforementioned Kuyong participant, and Fabian Maroshan, the guy who beat Alcaraz that one time in Rome. And, and followed it up well. Yeah, he's made top 100. He's yeah. direct into this tournament, so he, he's worked his way through. I gotta say, I don't think Fritz could ask for a much better draw here. I think he should be very content, and because he's had really weak slam results in his career compared to yep. his results elsewhere. He did make a quarterfinal at the U.S. Open, though. Uh, lost to Djokovic. Can he Maybe the quarterfinal lose to Djokovic again, which would require getting through this section and potentially past Tsitsipas. What do you think? Mm, I mean, <laughs> so I, I mentioned I think, Tsitsipas. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think I think I think he can. I think for sure. Mm. I mean, as as we'll discuss with Tsitsipas, he's coming into the tournament, yeah, um, not in great form or shape, yeah. particularly not in great shape, and and there are question marks about Berrettini. You know, his first round match. Yeah, but continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Tsitsipas is in here. He is the seventh seed. He opens against Matteo Berrettini. In a, uh, a sort of blockbuster match, former Grand Slam runners-up, both of them. Uh, Berrettini, obviously, 2021 Wimbledon, and then has had rough injury luck ever since. And COVID on the right in the eve of 2022 Wimbledon, where really he could have made... Yeah. I mean, that was that was devastating yeah. after the after the great grass season he'd had. He's had a rough run of things. It wasn't sure that he would be here. and It was kind of news in Italy that he was like getting on a plane and going to Australia. It was very much not known. Uh, but he's been training in Monte Carlo with other top players during the offseason. And by all accounts, he's he's... Here, so we'll see how he does. And Tsitsipas, it's funny because Berrettini was seeded last year in a in a blockbuster match against Andy Murray in the first round of this tournament, and now he's the unseeded guy in a blockbuster match mm-hmm. against Stefano Tsitsipas. I think this is you know going to be a night match for sure. These are two, first of all, huge Melbourne ethnic communities in the Italians and the Greeks. It should be a fun atmosphere, whether it's on on uh, 
a laver or on uh, Margaret Court or even High Sense. I think it's that be on, on labor, surely. it should be on labor. I would think, yeah, with last, especially with the Sitzbach making the final last year. Yeah, it should be. And also the other thing is it's a three day opening opening round now, so more chances for more matches to get on labor in the opening round than usual, which I think is a good thing overall. I these are unpopular opinions among other media, but I, I'm all for this this early this uh, extended play into the weekend. We'll talk about that later. You're not. What do you think? Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm not can, against it. Can I say I'm for it, but the reason given is horseshit. That's that's my issue. That I mean, that's the complete other thing. I mean, bless Craig Talley's heart. His relationship with the truth is 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 dubious <laughs> at a lot of times when he's making public pronouncements. It's great to have us. I think it's so. I'll just say this now. I, I I've said this before on this podcast and elsewhere. I think it's so goofy that we have these enormous marquee sporting events and they start on Monday mornings. Yep. In in any tournament, tournament including the Grand Slams. Why would that be? Why would you do that when you have this whole weekend there and people are home and there's basically no tennis programming usually for them to watch? Sometimes these warm-up tournaments finishing in a week like this. But why not start on the Saturday or the Friday night even and have it take over three weekends? That's the way it should be. That's the way the Olympics works. That's the way that World Cups start on weekends. Like You don't start things on Monday mornings and, and throw away the whole weekend behind. So for working people, for the proletariat, I think we support weekend play and not having to take time off work to watch tennis yeah and it just like i think it's a good tone setter just yeah so more people are able to tune in and, and know it's on exactly yeah it's more of a much more of an event it's such a quiet whisper start usually on a monday morning especially like the u.s open or something yeah. opening sessions never yeah empty stadium yeah it's never great so they could definitely definitely change there's money to be made you make the the draw a little bit more spread out. You get more doubles participation. There's a lot to gain. Obviously, for people like media, for freelancers and other staff, there's more expenses, paying more nights in the hotels and stuff, and, and more hours. And people will grumble about that in our world. That's all fair. That's personal stuff. But from a pure business perspective, make the slams longer. Get the Masters back down to a week. Trade it off. Inshallah. Okay. All right. Next. Next. <laughs> Tsitsipas Berrettini, the winner of that gets Jordan Thompson or Vukic. Thompson had a great win this year already against Rafael Nadal, who was who was hurt, but Thompson played well in that match, and Nadal uh, pulled out and went home. We should mention Nadal at this, at this juncture. Nadal is not here. He had posted up for the start of the season in Brisbane, played three matches, won the first two, including the first one against Dominic. Looked, looked good. And then a bit of a niggle in, in his uh, hip area against Jordan Thompson. He got it checked out. Not the same exact injury that took him out of all of last season, but something that was he was uncomfortable with. Nadal doesn't like p- posting up at Grand Slams, especially when he doesn't feel like he can contend, and I don't think he felt ready. And so he's maybe erring on the side of caution slightly, um, but it's understandable. Uh, disappointing for the tournament and for men's tennis, for sure not to have Nadal here. He's a big star. And, yeah, Thompson Thompson looks good, though. Thompson, I think, could challenge his sponsor Berrettini, whoever gets out of that match potentially. Uh, and then Lorenzo Musetti is the other seed here at 25 against Benjamin Bonzi. Uh, old NCR fave, hashtag Je suis Bonzi. Uh, James Duckworth and Luca Van Ash also in there. I think this is, if I'm, if I'm Fritz and I hold myself to standards, I look at this and say, I can do this, right? Yeah. And get to another quarterfinal of a slam, his first one here, and uh, he could face Djokovic in rematch of the US Open quarterfinal potentially, which didn't go great for him. But that would still be a great result if he makes it to a quarterfinal here. Yeah. And even against Tsitsipas, you know, with Tsitsipas, he had a, a very close match in the fourth round here against Tsitsipas uh, in 2022 and lost. It was up two sets to one and lost in five to Tsitsipas. So maybe some chance for, for revenge there for old Taylor Harry Fritz. The next part of the top half of the draw is anchored by the hot player of the end of last season, Yannick Sinner, who 
won a whole bunch of matches uh, at the end of last year, including winning the Davis Cup for Italy and also making it to the final of his home year in championships in Turin. And, and, yeah, and beating Djokovic about 50 times in, yeah. in a week. Yeah, so Sinner is is the next person who we're going to talk about. Uh, oh, sorry, to get through the second quarter, I don't think Tsitsipas or Fritz can beat Djokovic, do you? No. And there's no threats from that second, in that second eighth of no. the draw? No. Okay. Let's talk about Sinner, because Sinner is in this conversation. Has, I think is the probably people name I would look at first for who can beat Djokovic in this whole draw. And it's Sinner who looms in a potential semifinal. Sinner opens against Bob Vandeslap in the first round, and they could get Jesper de Jong or Pedro Cachan in the second round, uh, potentially Sebastian Baez in the third round as the seed, or Galan, Kubler, J.J. Wolf, all in here. I think it's a great draw for Sinner. Bob Vandeslap is, is not who you want to play in the first round. He's a good player. But not someone who someone in Sinner's form should be super afraid of. I like Sinner through to the fourth round and actually the quarters pretty safely against the other seeds in here. Uh, Tiafo, Hachinov, your, your your boy Shintaro Mochizuki gets a lucky loser spot. We'd love to see that. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think that let's talk about Sinner. We'll get to the other little sections more granularly slightly. I, I think Sinner to the quarters easily. And then looking at the other section, let's start with quarters. So get to the quarters at least. He should get to the quarters. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Sinner is uh, clearly the favourite, um, and he, he probably will reach the quarters and and be Djokovic's um, biggest um, threat so f- so far. Um, he, well, in the semis, 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 yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm just, I just yeah, 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 we haven't yeah. talked about the other yeah. eighth here. But um, I, well, let's see. I'm, I'm curious to see if, if TFO can shake off. Last year he he was playing quite. Bad finish. Really yeah. bad finish to the bad year finish. last year. I mean, he after that U.S. Open disappointing loss to Shelton in the quarterfinals, he, I don't know, he won like one more match the rest of the year or something. It was not a good rest yeah. of the year for him. It was interesting to see him, you know, in the past, he t- tended to, when he lost or, or wasn't in good form, was because he, you know, lose his head, play not play intelligently or, or whatever, but it seemed like it was more that he was playing within himself and, Feeling the nerves, feeling the, the mm. his status as now top player, and and someone who's quite you know prominent endorsement deals all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if he can if if they face each other if, if he can at least make life uncomfortable for Sinner as, as he has done in the past. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is a very interesting tournament for Sinner in general because after how well he played at the end of last year. Now it's time to back it up and to do it at a slam. Yeah. And a slam, doing it best of five is, in my opinion, com- completely different. And we'll it, see. It is different. I got with the I met his girlfriend today. She was nice. Briefly met her. Uh, not important to anything really for the draw analysis, but just thought, was thinking of that. Sinner, I think his best of five bona fides are not bad. I mean, he made a semifinal at Wimbledon. He was up two sets to nine on Djokovic. He, you know, played the epic against Alcaraz at the US Open. It's not like. He's not like early career Zverev, who is clearly much worse in best of five. Sinner, to me, like hasn't won a slam yet, yes, for sure. But like, it's not like you look at a best of five and you're like, he can't hack it out there. No, no, no. I, I'm, to be honest, I'm, I'm more thinking about Djokovic. And, yeah, sure. And that Wimbledon match where he really should have made it more, t- you know, closer. In the, the, more re- the more recent one. Yeah, Wimbledon last year. Yeah, yeah. But he just, in, in, the tight, in the tight moments, he just froze and it... I mean, even the ending, the, the I think it was a tie-break tie in the third set, and you just, it just wasn't good. Yeah. But, but he's a different player now, so let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's, see let's see what he's got. And look, no one has beaten Djokovic in sort of quick succession the way the center racked him up at the end of last year. So if he goes into a semifinal against Djokovic, he'll have a lot of reasons to believe in himself. 
he to get to a semifinal, he had to beat someone from the fourth section of the draw, this last eighth, the Andre Rublev eighth, which is shared by one of the hot players in the moment. We're going at the top of this section, Alex Dimonar, who is the 10 seed. Dimonar, there's a lot of buzz around him in Australia. There has been before, but he's kind of earned it more this time. He had a win over Djokovic in the United Cup. He's into the top 10 for the first time in his career. A lot of high watermarks for Dimonar, who's always been a well-liked guy here. His draw is interesting. I mean, Ronich is an uncomfortable first-round opponent just because Ronich obviously is a, a serve bot with with uh, with good credentials, although he's protected ranking, hasn't played much. You'd think that'd be okay for Dimonar, who's such a good returner. Conditions dependent, again, with Dimonar's height. You know, or Dimonar's not as short people think he is. I mean, but, like, uh, he is, yeah, not, the, not a match I would want first, but beyond that sort of name brand recognition that Ronich brings, I think this is a comfortable first week for Dimonar. He gets Ronich and the winner of Matteo Arnaldi or Walton, who's the Aussie wild card, uh, Adam Walton. Yeah. Uh, then you can get uh, the seed is Nicholas Jari in the fourth round, uh, sorry, third round rather, against, uh, and then Kaboli, Rinderknecht, and Pavel Kotov all in here. I think Dimonar is solid to the fourth round, and I actually like him in current form if he's like really doing this whole hometown hero thing, which I expect there'd be a lot of demon mania at this tournament. I think I like him too in the, in the fourth round, potentially against either of the seeds, uh, Rublev or Korda in current form. Uh, or Eubanks mm-hmm. is in that section as well. It's interesting. Rublev is an interesting figure. I haven't seen him yet this year, actually. I, well, he won Hong Kong, but I don't know if anyone watched Hong Kong. No. Yeah, so. No. No. But I mean, <laughs> but Rublev has, t- t- you know, people focus so much on the quarterfinals and how many he's lost, but. He's really learned how to reach them. Yeah, that's very and true. He he knows how to navigate a, a, a slam draw. He knows how to be consistent, and I think that match against that potential match against Dimonor would be very tight if it happens. I think I, I agree. I think I think Dimonor will will reach the fourth round, and I think that will be one of the matches of the day and very interesting. And that that, that I have to say, I was in Dimonor's press conference today and. It just you could just feel the hype and just the mm. expectation. It felt and you know he's being asked like, are you going to be distracted by you know the, what you the, your form and what you've done and it, there's a lot of yeah there's, there's a lot of hype now and, and yeah we'll, we'll see if I I mean I expect him to back it up. I expect him to continue playing well. We'll see it, but I also think that Rublev can outplay him. Did you watch Djokovic Dimonor? Uh no. I didn't. I, didn't. I, I, think I, was, I think I was, I was traveling during that I think that I was match. on the beach in Gambia. Yeah, so that's also the great, <laughs> great alibi. Uh, Djokovic had a wrist injury. We didn't mention that when we talked about Djokovic, this wrist, wrist issue uh, that he's had. I He's practicing fully here. He's doing exhibition matches. I don't get any sense that it's really been an issue for him yeah. meaningfully. I also know that he's had injury scares several times he's actually not before, and he's always powered through them. So I'm not worried about it until I get worried about it later on. But right now, no. Alex Dimonar, can he, if he, so he would get to the quarter, the quarterfinal against Sinner, if he can somehow get past Sinner, can no. he challenge Djokovic after beating him in the United Cup? I just said no. no. I meant no. Okay, I'm just going to finish my sentence at least. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm yes. doing it for effect. No, no, it was effective. No. It was effective. I don't think so. Sorry. No, it's fine. That's fine. And, and that's, I, and I respect can, everything. Can, 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 can Demon beat Sinner? Let's go there. Can de- can Demon derail Sinner from, challenge, question, from challenging Djokovic? I actually think so. I think mm-hmm. that's possible. I, 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 obviously, Sinner would be the the, the favorite, mm-hmm. but I think Demonor could could disrupt him. But he beat him in the Sinner beat Demonor in the Canada final last year. He's had some good. I think he's had a decent record against him before. I have to look at that head to head. 
Yes, okay. Your job is dropped. I just remember. I just remember the head to head. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm walking that back. Not saying it's gonna. It's it's it's. It's, it's, it's emphatic that because okay. they played each other in Davis Cup as well. And That's it, right. And it was already like five love or something. To, there you so. go. So no, <laughs> Yannick Sinner is very good. All right. So will Novak Djokovic make the final? Do you think? Can Sinner stop him? We're just going to talk about Djokovic Sinner in this moment. That's the I think that's the match potentially of the of the tournament on the men's side. I honestly put Sinner ahead of Alcaraz. We can, you can debate that if you want in a minute. Um, oh. But, uh, and I also think also if you're going to stop Djokovic, it's probably before an Australian Open final for what it's worth. He's also undefeated in semifinals yeah. too. He's 10-0 in both rounds, which is pretty good. I, 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 I bet on Djokovic here. Like, that's, too, it's yeah. boring, but like, why would you not? Yeah. I, I think, I think Sinner, hot take-ish, or, you know, you know, needs to be back in the microwave, but warm take. I think Sinner will win a Grand Slam this year. I don't know which one it is, but I think he'll win a Grand Slam this year. I think he can connect at all four, and I think he can win one this year. You look, you're searching the room with your eyes. You look unconvinced. That makes you nervous. What do you think? I think it's possible. I just, um, I'm quite worried about the hype around him. Okay. Just like the certainty. And it was it was there bef- even before his run at the end of last year. And it was there at Roehampton in 2019, actually. It was, I mean, it was, <laughs> wor- it was warranted there. <laughs> yeah, we best, saw something. Best match of the 2010s. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I, I told you that. I, I, I interviewed um, Sinner, um, was it, yeah, last year, and I, I mentioned it. We were talking about it, and he, oh, yeah? he was, like, shocked that, any, you know, anyone remembered it. And <laughs> it, was, it was a moment. Fuck, he followed me on Twitter. I talked about it all the time. <laughs> um, all right, uh, yeah. I, I'm excited for that match. Obviously, we'll do more shows if that match approaches. We can talk more about Sinner and, and Djokovic and how their form looks. We don't usually talk too much about the semifinals on a draw show, but it is a big match lining up potentially. The bottom half of the draw starts out with Holger Vitas Nodskov Rune opening against Yoshihito Nishioka. Nishioka, who might lose Japanese number one to Taro Daniel, actually, depending on how that result goes in Auckland. I think Daniel's one win away from wow. getting to be Japanese number one. Uh, Rune then could face uh, Lasa Jerry or, or Arthur Kajo. Uh, Arthur, another Arthur, Arthur Fees, uh, Yuri Vesely, haven't seen that name in a while, uh, Roman Sefulin, who's been good lately, and Talent Greek Spore. I think Runa is a, is a favorite here. Not great on outdoor hardcourts historically in his career. I don't think he's made it the fourth round of an ar- no. outdoor hardcore. Oh, he, 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 made it, he made it to playing Rublev here last year in the fourth round. But not quarters. But not, not quarters. Yeah. Um, but he's the high seed in this quarter now. I don't. I mean, Sefulin's been good. Greece War has been good, but I would like Runa as a favorite against each each of the men and Arthur Fees in there as well. Uh, yeah, the other other high, high seed in this section is Hubert Hercatch, who has a fun first round match against Omar Gastica. I hope there's some sort of deep dive Aussie read on Omar Gastica as a former junior boys champion, had all sorts of, of, of tumultuousness in his life off court, and yeah, a sort of Cinderella run back to this main draw here for him after I think getting a wild card into qualifying. So, yeah, I'm curious to catch up with his story. I haven't heard any updates from him in a few years. Uh, Dennis Shapovalov, I'm doing this not in very good order, sorry. Dennis Shapovalov is also in here protecting ranking. Uh, David Goffin, another notable qualifier. Goffin's first ever time making it through qualifying winning. He was famously a lucky loser at the French Open in his Grand Mm -hmm. Slam. Uh, First big run. Uh, Goffin Umber is a fun fun first round. Uh, I I think it's going to be a big year for Umber. I could actually see Umber... Uh, shaking up his section. I think that if Umber can get past Goffin, who's, who's in good form, I, I'm high on Goffin, I think. I think Sorry, I'm high on Umber. I think that Umber could, could challenge her catch, potentially, who looked very shaky at points at the United Cup, uh, and and could challenge a, a Runa, too, potentially. I, I think... I think Runa should get there, but I think there's... I think Umber and her catch... This is not the strongest section. 
let's put that no. there. But I think it's got some parity. No, I think I mean with Umba, I think he's had some physical issues, so oh, that will okay. be read very recently. Yeah, that, oh, that'll, that'll be that. that'll okay. be the only only question mark. I just okay, but in terms of the way he was playing last year and how much you know his rise, his ranking rise, I think yeah, this will be this should be a big year for him, and yeah. Challenging uh, Manorino for French number one. Pretty close race there, yeah. right now, currently. Didn't, you didn't mention um, Shapovalov? I said his name. I mean, he's back. He hasn't played much lately. He no, played he, in Auckland. He, yeah, he lost in, yeah. in the first one. But he's back? But he's back. It's nice to see him back. Nice to see him healthy enough to be posting up at this Grand Slam. Uh, he plays uh, Menchik in the first round. Uh, uh, Czech, young Czech. And, yeah, we'll see how that goes for him. It's nice to have a recognizable name in the yeah. in the game. Should, Rhyming like Shapo. Yeah. I should know that the, the Czech men are holding they're coming their, back. Holding they're, their coming own, back. Yeah. they're coming back. The they, they were off the grid for quite a while. Yeah. Now they're coming back. Now, now we have young Czech, you know, young Czech female players and male players. United Cup, watch out. Section <laughs> next one in the draw is the Medvedev. This is the Medvedev quarter, by the way. I didn't say that with Runa. Uh, and Medvedev is here. It's the high seat. We're going to go top down, starting with our Brisbane champion, Grigor Dimitrov. It's some. Oh, he's pronounced the name Grigor. I heard him say it in a video. It was Grigor. Whatever. Um, I, I've said Grigor for so long, uh, and I don't think he really cares either way. Um, Dimitrov, Vucevic, it's a first-round match. Uh, uh, Nick Kyrgios was doing a, a, a draw video with <laughs> our buddy Nick McCarvel for Australian Open about this, and he made some some comment, some kind of like, they're hot, no homo comment, and Nick was just looking at him. <laughs> it was funny. He didn't say no homo, actually. He said He said for the ladies or something. And Nick was, they cut to Nick looking baffled. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, I love, but Nick, Nick, Nick McCarvel is great. Dimitrov, Fuchevich, uh, here. Dimitrov could then get Kokonakis in the second round, potentially Davidovich Vakina in the third. I have said it multiple Januaries in the past. Wouldn't it be great if Grigor Dimitrov just won the Australian Open? For some reason, it's in my mind as a fairy tale, and maybe this is his year. I mean, he just won Brisbane, his first title in a since winning World Tour Finals, I think, in London. I think he hadn't won any title. Yeah. He hadn't won any any singles title since then. And, and he's playing just he's been playing great tennis since yeah. the end of last year, which is great. Yeah, he's, he, great he's surging. He's the only kind of person who's between Djokovic and Medvedev actually in age in the top sixteen. I think he's the only person oh. who's in that sort of whole sort of eight year range between them. He's the only person floating in the middle. Is this whole lost generation the lost and, and Joe, the Lost Boys? And Dimitrov is the only one still sort of waving any kind of flag, and he's waving it much uh, more more Probably, strongly yeah. And, and yeah, and, and higher lately. I think his draw is really good. Fuchovic, I don't think it's a particular problem. I don't think Fuchovic. I haven't heard much about him lately. I don't think he's in particularly great form. Offner Kokonakis. Kokonakis obviously plays well here, but doesn't technically win a ton of deep rounds here, even second rounds. Uh, Martyr Nuno Borias. Uh, Constant Lestien and Davidovich Fokina as the seed. Who, who was famously double bakeled by Igor Shriontek and Huber yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Very Davidovich thing to do. I think Grigor gets through to the fourth round, and I also think that Daniel Medvedev, Skimhead, gets through there as well, playing in the first round against Trans Atmen of France. Oui. Oui. And then potentially Rusevori and then. Uh, U.S. wildcard Patrick Hipson and reciprocals, by the way. Notice Fred Patrick Hipson, we don't need them. Uh, a bunch of guys who could have gotten wildcards, by the way. Manny Women, John Millman, shout out to him. Yeah, Boston Qualies. Yeah. How he didn't get a wildcard beyond me. And the reciprocals take up these spots. We, like, I'm sorry, Patrick Hipson. Sorry to this man. It doesn't add anything to the tournament to have him here. 
from a tournament level? Why would you want the spot given to some American number 15 or something? Like, how does that help? There's plenty of U.S. players here. Why would the U.S. want to give up a spot in New York to give it to some random Aussie? I don't get it. It's a bad deal for both sides, in my opinion. Uh, there's another sort of household names first round in the section. 27 seed Felix Oje Aliasim against Dominic Team in the first round. Two guys who've had various sorts of struggles um, and obviously some good form. Team is like, okay this year. He played okay against Rafa in yeah. that match in the first round of Brisbane. Uh, the team's getting some tough draws a lot of times these days. Uh, uh, Felix, Felix was really rough last year until he won Basel uh, to salvage his season race. If any champion, he really could have, he would definitely have been way unseated without that title. Um, but I, uh, to come back to the point, I think Medvedev is the guy. I think the Dimitrov Medvedev fourth round seems very likely. That should be a good match. I, I think that's a, a fun one. And with, with Dimitrov in his current form, I think he can win that against Medvedev. Um, I think he's beaten him some before. Yeah. Indoors last year, maybe, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's been Medvedev. Yeah. Yeah. And regarding Medvedev, he's, he has opted not to play a pre Australian Open. Which several guys did. Alcaraz, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was amused, just Medvedev talked about it today, and he, he basically said, I just want to see what it's like. You know, he went, he's played a tournament before the Australian Open most of the years in his career, so he was curious to take a, a, a longer, you know, a longer training off-season, block, yeah. off-season, and see what it's like at, at the Australian Open. With that strategy, his first two rounds, which is what I would worry he, about in that situation, are so cushy. Or uh, the, fir- the first one, the first you, one are you worried about Rusevori? Yes. Over best of five against Medvedev, yeah, but he Tommy? Could, yes, but he could still make it. Make no. things uncomfortable. No. I, I, I rate Rusevori. Mm. Rusevori is lovely, but he's not going to beat Medvedev at a slam or best of five. No way. Uh, the next section starts with Alexander Zverev. This is where I repeat my bafflement online about Breakpoint. Yep. That, which has been, I think, really widely panned across the board. Really just because of this one episode more than anything. They do this real... Soft focus look at, at soft focus blurring out the the accusation of abuse from multiple uh, former girlfriends of his, which he has denied, and one of which is still working its way through the, the Berlin courts after there was a penalty order issued against him from um, from accusations made by Brandy Patea, which the prosecutors believed and and, and issued this fine and Zverev was appealing it, and all of that to have a full episode devoted to him and have zero mention of any of this is hugely irresponsible and discordant with reality and with and with good conscience and it is pretty gross and despicable and and in breakpoint deserves nothing less than cancellation agreed yeah uh, but and, and also it, it it was a position medvedev as the villain oh of my the story. god yeah hugely uh, yeah and cartoonishly yeah and he, he was actually asked about that in, in his press oh, conference okay. Um, he said that he hasn't. Watched, he'd only watched some clips. He hadn't watched all of it. Uh-huh. Um, but he, but on, on the same breath, he, he was saying that during the off season, he was thinking about just in in, in general. He was thinking about his behavior and, and he wants to change it. It was it was it was kind of a, a typical Medvedev answer. Where he, he said so. I mean, he says that so often. Yeah. I mean, like it's the same. Like some you know, people bless these people, these players who are works in progress in their own minds. But like you are who you are at this point, yeah. Daniel Medvedev. We know you. It's and we like you for you. You don't have to have Netflix's nonsense make you dim your shine. That's a that's a that's a Morgan Riddle term. I have a friend who's really into her vlogs and updates me on her shine. <laughs> I, I don't watch them myself, but I get updates on her shine. Yeah, that went over my head. Yeah, um, <laughs> to annotate that for Anu. Hello, Anu. If you're listening to this, you probably are not. Uh, Alexander Zverev is playing really well. He won the United Cup fairly single handedly for Germany. Uh, Kerber did win one match, uh, which they needed against Australia in the semi final. But but Zverev 
uh, carried uh, that team through singles, men's singles and mixed. Zverev in good form, I think, marches through this quarter without issue. Yep, I think so too. All right, let's move on. I just want to know, Kwon yeah. Sunwoo, um, his, his, yes. re- his return, I don't know if you... He's been out, yeah. yeah. But did you hear what happened at the um, Asian... I think it was at the a- Asian, Asian Games? Game? No, I didn't hear about this. Oh, it was very dramatic. So he's been out with injury for most a lot of last was year. Was it about his military service? Pardon? Was it about his military no, service? No, no, no. So, so he, he was playing in the Asian Games and... Well, yeah, he, he had to win a gold medal in order to... So, avoid in, military avoid service. Military That's service. what I'm talking about, yeah. yeah. And, but he didn't win. He lost in like the first round. Right. To a really low-ranked player. And, and he wasn't he, ready to come back, but he had to play to get to avoid military conscription. Yeah. But he, and it's high stakes! Yeah. And and what happened? He completely lost his mind. He like just destroyed rackets from his bag. I think the opponent tried to shake his hand and he, he didn't shake it or didn't acknowledge the opponent and just got a ton of criticism from I it. I hope you write that story. He, he was, a good story. He was, you should interview he, him. I mean, and he was... They, he, he, I don't think his English... I've spoken to him before. I don't think his English is great. It might, it might have improved since then. But also, he's, he, he, so he was dating a, a K-pop star um, from like... They're called the Wonder Girls. Someone was explaining uh, That is a thing, I think, yeah. Um, they were the first K-pop group to come to go to the US. Okay. And after all that happened, they split. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> Can you give this man an interview and or a hug, maybe? <laughs> so it wasn't a great year for him, is what I'm trying to say. Ah. He's, he's back now with a PR after winning Adelaide last year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, back again. Uh, I want to give a brief shout out um, in this draw to recent next shepherdism and Alex Mickelson, who is unseated in here. Only because I was scrolling Instagram the other day and there was a pickleball account, which had posted a video of a Padel highlight. And Alex Mickelson tweeted or commented underneath this Instagram reel or video, this is a sport, <laughs> which I appreciated him telling a pickleball account. I thought that was wonderful. Um, I want to move on from this section. Due respect to these fans. Zara's making the quarters. Uh, Alcaraz, Carlos Alcaraz is the high seed in this quarter. This is the Alcaraz part of the bottom quarter of the men's draw. And it starts off with his wonderful sparring partner nemesis, Tommy Powell, uh, the 14 seed here. Played many great matches against Alcaraz in the past in North America, in Canada, and Cincinnati. And I think they have a great chance of, of reuniting here. Tommy Paul opens against Grigor Barrer, and then gets uh, uh, Marcos Huron or Jack Draper. Jack Draper's playing well and just beat Tommy Paul. Yep. So maybe I should have read down at all before <laughs> making these pronouncements. Uh, but, you know, Tommy Paul knows the Grand Slam's coming up. I don't think it's going full bore. He knows he has so many final points to defend at this Grand Slam in just a few days. Um, so I wouldn't say it's a given for Draper. But Draper's playing well. Uh, Draper won that that UTS thing in London in the fall and is into this, deep into this Adelaide tournament as well. The rest of the section, I'm not so impressed with Kekmanovic, Watanuki, Hichikata, and Yamlander Struf. I think it's going to come down to Draper or Paul in this section. And who you got? I I, I would I think Draper. I think based on form, I'd say Draper. Yeah, but it's best of five, and Dra- you know Draper's big issue is his is the physical Stamina, side, yeah. and, and so we'll see. He's also st- still playing. Uh, I'm not sure. While we're recording, they're still playing in in Adelaide, so I'm I'm not sure what the whether he's won or lost. But yeah, I, I think in terms of form, Draper, I, I'd back Draper um, to advance. But funnily enough, he's had these really tough matches with, with Kachmanovic. Kachmanovic. Draper beat Bubit, by the way. Sorry. Okay, so yeah. But yeah, I actually think if if he ended up facing Kachmanovic in the th- in the third round, that would be very tough. Um, he just about beat Kachmanovic, I think 7-6 in the third, 
over three hours in, in Adelaide mm. and obviously Kachmanovic beat him in Davis. I don't Cup. know that Kachmanovic is making this third round though because I mean Struff. Watanuki and Struff can, yeah, 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 can yeah. beat him. Yeah. I like Watanuki. He's a fun player. If you haven't seen Watanuki, yeah, yeah, yeah. check out Watanuki. Yeah. I watched him beat Felix in D.C. Uh, last summer. This is a good section though. I, I yeah, it's opinion. a fun section. Yeah. Fun little section. And then also Bublik who just lost to, uh, to Draper in that Adelaide semifinal who's in even more circus mode than usual in Adelaide this week which is fun to watch. He's also was great in that uh, UTS Roundtable video, him and oh, that was a lot. Him and uh, Rude. and Rude, so funny putting the two together. And Benoit Pair was there too, just kind of make Rude feel outnumbered. I guess Benoit didn't add a lot conversationally, yeah. I didn't think, but it was a great format for for Bublik and and Casper Rude. Highly recommend this video. Casper Rude's like incredulity at these people and just <laughs> and but also but also they 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 didn't say this, but they Loki had some things in common. Casper's attitude towards grass is the other guy's attitude towards everything. Casper is not is a quitter on grass and has no. Commitment to that, and the other guys live their whole lives that way. Um, anyway, <laughs> Bublik opens against Sumit Nagal. I haven't seen that name in a while. And then he could get Mackie McDonald or Jerry Shang in the second round. And then, obviously, Alcaraz is here. Alcaraz opens against Richard Gasquet, who just exited the top 100 for the first time uh, since I was in high school, I'm pretty sure. You know, more than 18 years, roughly, in, in the top 10. And, and now he's, uh, yeah, he is... It's out, and he, he said he did an interview with the French media here, and he said basically like I had a good run. I'm not gonna like toil around at the challengers for long if I to to get back. If if this is the end, so be it. I had a good run, which props to him. He did. He was in the top ten, sorry, top hundred longer than anyone. And Djokovic now is the leader at the longest time in top hundred, but it had been Gasquet before that. So uh, yeah, Richard, hell of a career, and nice moment. Maybe if you want to say that for him getting to play Alcaraz on a big stage. If this is one of his last grand, if it could be his penultimate grand slam, very possibly if he finishes at the French Open, or maybe Wimbledon. He's great at Wimbledon, but let's get finished with the French Open, probably. Uh, yeah, Alcaraz uh, is here. Do you think what challenges he for Alcaraz? I think his draws are tough, actually. Uh, Evans has played him tough previously, right? Yeah, I mean, US yeah, Open? T- toughish, yeah. But Evans for Bub- Bub- is- Bublik is uh, is a complete wild card in the in the third round. It's overdue, honestly, a big slam win. I feel like Bublik. And then Tommy Powell, potentially. Or Jack they're rivals. Yeah, they are legit rivals. rivals for yeah. sure. It's one of the best rivals in Montana is yeah. Paul, Paul Alcaraz. Or, or Struth. Do you think... Let's, let's talk about Alcaraz. How far will he get in this tournament? That's a good question because he hasn't he hasn't played this year yet. And it, obviously at the end of last year, the fatigue caught up with him, the long season. I don't think he really was ready to p- p- produce and perform the entire season. It was interesting. I don't know if we talked about it before, but... Um, Juan Carlos Ferreira was was I think someone interviewed him and he was like essentially uh, Carlos, saying toughen up right? yeah basically yeah, yeah I remember Carlos, that. Carlos has to deal, you know find a way to deal with playing a, a long season um, so we'll see I, I do think it's it's actually interesting though as as I mentioned earlier the hype around um, Sinner and and how everyone's expecting him to do something here and because of the the form that Alcaraz was in at the end of the year suddenly. That that hype has died down, yeah. Almost a little under radar, yeah. Whereas he's still a two times slam champion at, at how old is he now? Twenty years old. Yeah, he hasn't played this tournament since he won a slam. He didn't play her last year. Yeah. He missed the tournament. So he has no points to defend. Um, and he did pretty well the year before that. He made played third a really round. tough third round against Berrettini, yep. great five setter. It was kind of his first one of his first splashes at this tournament, anyway. He already made a U.S. Open quarterfinal, so he was not unproven yeah. at that point. That was uh, just thinking. Sorry, just thinking back. Yeah, when, when he, because that was when he burst on with the um, Sivas um, mm-hmm. shirt, and suddenly he was bulked up and 
of watching him in like the the earlier rounds and first or second round away from the the center, the big courts, yeah. and it was you're just like, oh, this is happening. This is this is coming. And to, f- to finish to finish this this man's draw, which we've taken a longer than I expected on. Can anyone in this bottom half, broad strokes, beat Novak Djokovic in the final? I think Alcaraz can. I think okay. it, I think it just depends on. I, I'm, I, it just depends on again. It depends on uh, like Medvedev also not playing a tournament before the Australian Open. I think it just depends on his form and how quickly he if he can hit the ground running. But I'm not gonna um, after what he did last year. I think he owe, we owe it to him to not not Djokovic. You mean no um, to Alcaraz. To Alcaraz. The, Beating Djokovic in, in the Wimbledon final, sure, and and you know after his breakthrough year, stepping up and, and performing. Even Imagine more. beating Djokovic in in a Wimbledon final and then an Australian Open final. That would be such yeah, a flex. Yeah. for someone who hasn't done much in between. Yeah, that would be quite a flex for Mister Sleepless. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not prepared to um, count him out yet. So we'll see what he looks like in the early rounds. So um, I just I'd certainly there are obviously there are question marks about just the, his approach. Particularly at the end of last year, impatience, you know, just yeah. too too much attack, too much, too much of, you know, too much, no patience. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's so talented and so good and learns so quickly, so we'll see. I still feel like he's figuring things out tactically. I still feel like he's a work in progress he's on the sort of tennis mind. So yeah, the actual physicality is so outrageous that he makes it two slams under his belt, despite being still that kind of unfinished product. Let's move to the women's side. Let's just start with the, the very beginning of the draw right away. It's low, it's, it's cra- it got a lot of attention, obviously. You get Shantek's draw here. She opens against Sophia Kennan, who is the 2020 Australian Open champion, and then could get Collins or Kerber. Four, these four women, three of them have made Australian Open finals, and then there's the world number one. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts. It's obviously like none of, like Kennan is, is, is on an upswing. Kennan had a couple big wins last year. She beat Coco Goff in the first round of Wimbledon. She also beat. Uh, uh, Rina Sabalenka in Rome, and oh. after Sabalenka just won Madrid with a you know second round with a bye, and she also beat Sabalenka in this Abu Dhabi exhibition thing uh, recently. So Kennan is not who you'd want to see in this first round, obviously for anybody. And and they, this was a Grand Slam final, the 2020 yeah. uh, French Open. Shantek won. Can you remember the last time a Grand Slam final was repeated in the first round of a, of a Slam? Was it Serena and Sharapova? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah, 20, 2019 US, yeah. That was a stupid occasion. It was very stupid. It was almost... I, I don't believe in draw rigging, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> when they were doing the draws behind closed doors, they're just inviting this stuff. Um, all right, so Shvantec is here. She gets Kennan, then uh, Collins or Kerber. Can, are those actual danger for, for, for Shvantec? I think of, of all the players there... Uh, Collins in full flow is the biggest danger. Yeah, if, I don't get the sense she is. Currently. I don't think so. No, you yeah. don't know. But yeah, I, but I, she beat Collins. Collins beat her here in the twenty twenty two semifinals like and blew her, her off the court. Yeah, yeah. It was actually a glorious match for Collins. Like yeah. Pete Collins is beautiful mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah. It's with such disdain. It's great. It's always great. Yeah. Shrondex draw continues. She could get in the third round. Third round is I think less challenging. Bojkova, Noshkova, uh, Kessler, the American wild wild card. McCartney Kessler and then Fiona Farrow who's a qualifier to see Fiona Farrow back in the draw and then potentially in the fourth round you get to see Kudermatova uh, or, 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 or Svitolina who beat her at Wimbledon or the other seeds uh, Svitolina played Auckland and made the final losing to Coco Golf. so good, good start ma- for good start good, for, match, yeah. good start for Svitolina Svitolina beat uh, uh, Iga here 
I wouldn't think that's, I mean, on a hard court, that's not the kind of matchup I think of being a problem for, for Iga, but obviously a recent slam win for, for, for Alina. Yeah. I can't count her out. And I do think that I favor Alina to make it to this fourth round against Akuta Matova and the yeah, rest yeah. of this field, which is not very loaded this section. I do too. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we'll see that matchup. And yes, yeah, so do, you, do you think that Iga will make it to the quarters? Iga. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. I do too. I do as well. And in this quarter, she could have some trouble potentially against mm-hmm. her recent yep. nemesis. Back in the top 10, it is Yelena Ostapenko. She just made it to the Adelaide final by playing matches. Unlike Kasakina, who got there by a bunch of walkovers. Uh, and they'll play each other after we record this. Ostapenko opens against Kimberly Burrell and then gets uh, Isla Tomjanovic or Petra Martic. Tomjanovic, Ostapenko, a, a memorable Wimbledon handshake. Uh, and, and press conference situation afterwards in iconic. 2021. Quite iconic. I was there with my camera. You can see me in the videos <laughs> filming it. Uh, it was such a viral moment. Uh, it was great. Uh, and then I think a good place. Uh, two-time Australian Open champion Victoria Azarenka in the third round. Azarenka seated 18th here. Azarenka's hit this like she made semifinals here last year for Solskjaer. She's got a lot of points to defend Azarenka. She's at this kind of cruising altitude where she's seated, but I don't, with the exception of what I just said about what she did last year here, I don't consider her especially dangerous, per se, to make deep runs. That said, if Ostapenko doesn't get out of this section, this section's pretty open, I feel like, this this eighth of the draw. Um, and Ostapenko is not someone who I would ever bet my house on being, you know, uh, reliable. No. So I I could see a path for Azarenka here, potentially, if she can if she can beat Ostapenko, which I don't know what their head-to-head is. I don't know how that matchup works, actually. Um, but I think it would be a good matchup for for Vika. Just thinking in my head about how the kind of thing she does to disrupt power players and, and bashers, of which Ospenko is the highest form. Yeah, I could see it. The other, the other name I want to mention here is the seed who I had several messages from people as they're preparing Australian Open previews saying, who is Emma Navarro? Who is this person who's seeded 27th? People know nothing about her. And I talked with Alex Grosko and Crack Racket podcast a few times about Americans uh, on shows we did at the year, end of the year. And Navarro, so I did like a deep dive on Navarro and her stats. Navarro, I believe, won 64 matches last year, which is a ton. But only 16 of them were WTA main draw. And they were almost all like 250s of those 16. She played a ton of, of ITFs, even when she was inside the top 100 and top 50 even. She kept going for all these these lower tournaments and looking for you to build up her ranking. She played two 250s at the beginning of this year in Auckland and Adelaide and made... Or sorry, not Adelaide, Auckland and Hobart. I actually don't know what her Hobart result was. If she she was in the semifinal. Yeah, she was in the semi. I don't know if she won her semi or not. Let me look at her results here. Loading, loading, loading. The suspense. She won her semifinal, so she's into the final in Hobart, where she'll play Lisa Mertens. That's the first poor final for Emma Navarro, a name people should know because she's winning a ton of matches, and you can't knock that. And even last year, as I said, I thought she was chasing low hanging fruit. She was two and zero against top twenty players, so. She wasn't playing the best players when she did. She beat Sakari in, in San Diego, I think, and she had, I think, Madison Keys in Guadalajara. So so a couple good wins for Emma Navarro. I'm curious, what do you think about the concept of a vulture, as, as, as some people like to call them? Yeah, the thing is, with Navarro, it was explicitly that. Like, like almost no one I've seen in a long time. Like, it was really, like, she was top 40 and going to play, like, 125s to bolster her ranking to get a seating. Like, it was really very purposely chasing the easiest points out there when she could have been playing to her her ranking more. And also, she's continued that arguably this year by playing, by being in seating territory but not playing Brisbane. Instead of going to Auckland and then instead of going to Hobart instead of Adelaide, going to the 250s instead of the 500s. I never met her. I'm curious to talk to her as an American seated because she, she was made her entire run while I was off tour and 
hasn't gotten much attention, hasn't done many interviews. People will know she is the daughter of Ben Navarro, who is the uh, billionaire who owns the Charleston tournament and now the Cincinnati tournament, uh, two big U.S. events, and he's a player in tennis, so it's different than the other billionaire's daughter in the ceded territory for American tennis. Uh, Jesse Pagula's Pagula's parents have no interaction with tennis, but Navarro's father does. It's wild. There's two of them. Yeah. The 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 other billionaire. The other billionaire's daughter. Yeah, so I'm curious. Navarro's also a great college player uh, for Virginia. Uh, So, yeah, I'm curious to see more of her this year. I haven't seen Tan. She doesn't seem to seek attention very much at all. She's very low-key. Yeah, I'm curious to see how she does. Her draw is good. Uh, opening against Wang Ziyu, who played well in, in Auckland, but Navarro, I think, can win that. She beats everybody, largely. She wins so much. And then Cochiaretto, or Lulu's son, as there's, like, explosions happening downtown, or there's construction or something happening at 10 p.m. I don't know what that noise is. You can hear that on the audio, sorry. And then Navarro could get Wimbledon champion Marketa Vondrosheva, potentially, in the third round. Vondrosheva, um, who pulled out of Adelaide, opens against Yastremska, and then could play Gracheva or Wickmeyer. I don't think Vondrosheva's been great since Wimbledon, so... I, I give Navarro a chance in this match, but I also haven't seen tons of her. I, I have a very poor read on Vondrosova now. What do you, what do you to, see? To be fair, um, so Vondrosova has been been injured. You know, she had she had to pull out of um, Adelaide. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she pulled out of yeah. Adelaide. But I, I do think she's largely beaten people she should be. Obviously, she went zero three at the WTA finals, but then she made the I think it was the quarters of the of the US Open, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she lost and, to, to uh, Keys. Yeah. So she's yeah, yeah. So she's been fine since, since Wimbledon. It's not been a. It's been fine, and so I, I think I think I would expect her to come through and reach the the, the fourth round, and yeah. Uh, but that of course that depends if she, on on her physical condition and if she's okay and yeah. I have talked myself into Navarro Kool Aid here, so I'm gonna pick Navarro to beat Mandrush. Okay. And I think Ospenko can beat Navarro. So there we go. Uh, but it'll be interesting. I, I'm just interested to see Navarro. He's one of the most like intriguing players of mystery players. Is the seed who no one has seen in this tournament. Uh, the next quarter of the draw is the Elena Rabakina quarter. Rabakina made the final of this tournament last year, losing a great, great final to Irina Sabalenka, an epic after beating Iga Swiatek in the fourth round. Uh, breakthrough tournament for Rabakina, arguably more impressive than her Wimbledon run to the title six months earlier. Rabakina here gets a tough opening match against the very hot and cold Carolina Pliskova. Pliskova played an unreal match, match of the year so far, this very early season, in the second round of uh, Brisbane against Naomi Osaka. Really, really just unbelievably great quality match, both of these former number ones stepping up and, and playing great. And Pliskova um, lost to Ostapenko in the next round and then had a bad loss she had to somebody in Adelaide, like 2-1 or something. I forget who it was too, but it was it was brutal. Uh, Pliskova, yeah, this is not a, a name that Rubakina will want. Do you think Pliskova can beat Rubakina? If she plays as she did against Osaka, yeah. then clearly, then yes. And Which is a power-on-power power game. Yeah. That's like, and serve-on-serve. Serve yeah. As well. Yeah, I, I think I think this will be a good match. I think Rubakina might have a bit too much, just a bit. Yeah, I, I, I Rubakina just did, she did just win Brisbane. She's yes. in good form, too. Yeah. And she killed uh, Sabalenka in that final. Yeah. Lost three games, like 11-3. Yeah, eleven three. Yeah. So I, I expect Rubakina to come through, but I think it could be tight. I think Pliskova could take a set if she again, big if if she plays as she did um, against Osaka. If she's up for the match, if she plays with no pressure, then we'll see. Yeah. Christina, the winner of that match could play Buksha or Blinkova. Jasmine Pauline 
Schneider, Osorio, Tatiana, Maria. So pretty easy road for whoever makes it through that match. I need to get to the fourth round, really. And then in the fourth round, they could play Daria Kasakina, who I alluded to earlier, just got two walkovers in the quarterfinal and semifinal to make it to the Adelaide final. So they, that's a great amount of points and money for no work. She, she works on the on the, on the vlog. I'm saying the vlog is real work. Yeah. Some, some some very fancy animations happening in the vlog. All this on the vlog, with all this spare time. She's doing better work for the the tour than Breakpoint. So mm. and she criticized Breakpoint. Yeah, too. yeah. She she defended Medvedev and, and said Netflix sucks or something. I forget what her phrase was, but <laughs> something like was it sucks? Well, it was, she was also like because people were talking about Medvedev being the villain, and she yeah. said. I hope that people see the villain, the quote unquote villain, as an, a person. Yeah. So nice. we'll take it. Casacina opens against Peyton Stearns, who's another American who's risen up the rankings stealthily, not as high as Navarro, but making her making her inroads. You can listen to me talk to Alex Preston about Peyton Stearns. Brilliant, for brilliant for him. Hmm? It's just a brilliant forehand. Yeah, she's she's a, a Stosuresque kind of player. She yeah. plays this every, like every she when I watch her, she plays like Shiantek without the movement. Which I realize is is a is a huge part of Shiantek's game, but she this forehand is very Shiantekian. It's, it's it's heavy, really curly forehand, yeah. cross court's really vicious. I like her game a lot. She's not the the athlete that Iga is at this point, but she's fun to watch. So she could trouble Kasakina in that match. We'll see. Kasakina, I find Kasakina such a such a, a wild player to watch because whenever I watch her, I I am baffled how she's ranked so high. Honestly, sometimes I've seen her. I feel like I've seen like all of her worst matches. Maybe it's unfair to her. But I've just seen her hit the slowest serves ever in recorded history sometimes. And I don't think that gets talked about enough with Kasakina, her, her serve. I think it is glacial at times, but we're rooting for her. Uh, Sloane Stevens uh, opens against Olivia Gadetsky. I thought you were going to mention Kyrgios. You, what did Kyrgios say about Sloane Stevens? Well, he was, he was, I think as you mentioned before, he was doing a, a bit with um, Nick McGovern. Nick McGovern just came out, yeah. And he mentioned Stevens. He basically said that she's extremely talented, but doesn't really care. Essentially, and it was she kind should, of the classic Sloan drag. Yeah. You hear it from a player that was that was that was yeah. pointed. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, yeah, so that was interesting. Stevens Gadeski. That's the kind of match. I don't know. Sloan is again. If Sloan has her act together, and this is kind of what Curios was saying, I guess that is she can make the quarter here. She's. I think better than all these people. Uh, yeah, of course. Like at her best, she's better than all these people. I, I would. She's even with her Bakken, Let's say at her best, she's amazing. She should have been one of the best players of her generation. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and she should have won that 2018 French Open. Too. Oh yeah, and that's what I always think of. Just like up until she she was up and setting a break on Halep. Yeah, and destroying destroying her. Yeah, and then it just just went. You know, and she it just crumbled. Stopped. Yeah, yeah, got bailed in the third, right? No, but it was it was one. one-sided. Yeah. And yeah. And then, could have and, been then flown. and then since then she made two two semifinals within a year. Yeah. And then not much else. No. But the upside is still so good when it's there. Yeah. It really it really is. And French Open she delivered. Oh, she has a lot of good French Opens. She should have also yeah. beaten Coco at that French Open that quarterfinal in in 2022. Yeah. She should have beaten Coco and then she would have beaten Trevisan. Uh, I'm sorry, but it's not Trevisan if, if Sloan gets to that, that match. And <laughs> and anyway, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. The next section is the Emiratu Kanu section. Or oh, the, the Chinese. Chinese and Brits. Emiratu Kanu and a Romanian. It's Emiratu Kanu <laughs> Epcot Center section and, and Shelby Rogers. Oh, wow. That is the Emiratu Kanu. I told you. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I thought this out. Emiratu Kanu, uh, we'll get there in a second, but the high seed in this in this next part, in this 
we're in the uh, we're back in the quarter still. The, the high seed in this, this next eighth is Pagula, but going top down, Zhang Chinwen, 12 seed. And that's, a, that's a nice low number next to Zhang Chinwen's name. Over against Ashlyn Kruger, another American who is coming up through kind of quietly. She she won a title in Osaka, I think it was, or Hiroshima, whatever that 250 was in, in Japan last year. Kruger won that, beating Zhu Lin in the final. Uh, and then some other Chinese players. Yeah, it's a mix of Chinese, British, and Romanian in here. Uh, Bolter, who's, who had a good win over Pagula in United Cup. Uh, Yuan, oh, she was against Yuan. Um, I really like Bolter's game. I think she's really fun to watch. And I would love to watch Bolter versus uh, Zhang Chunwen. Uh, and then Emirati Kanu, protected ranking, is back playing against Shelby Rogers, also protected ranking, who didn't play much last year. Uh, Wang Yafan is in here too, and Kirstea. What should we know about Emirati Kanu at this stage of her life, Tumani? Did she come depressed today? Yes. How yeah. was she? She was upbeat, happy. She's back. She she seems, uh, I mean, as we see with, with a lot of um, players who take time, you know, away for a bit, injuries injuries suck. But she's, at least she was saying that she feels more relaxed and more freer there's no not the load on on the back she said i think she said i'm no i'm no longer carrying rocks in my bag or something like that mm. and, and and i think that's feasible that's realistic i think this it's obviously just been that the last two years since she won the u.s open her body has people talk, talk so much about the the coach thing and i get i guess interesting and the fact that she just hasn't been able, hasn't been willing to keep a coach and work with one for a long term period but I think the biggest issue by far has been her body and the fact that she just has not been able to physically withstand the strain of professional tennis so far. Yeah. And, and that's, to me, remains a question mark. Regardless of who, you know, it doesn't really matter who's working with her. If, if she's going to every other tournament and getting injured or something, then it won't work. There's no coach good enough to, to help that. Um, but she, she seems to be in a good place. And... She's, she's been training with the other British girls, Bolter, Burridge, and they were both like, she's hitting really well in practice. So we'll see. She she played, the, the first week was great. She won, won a match, a tight match, obviously. The first match in a long time wasn't wasn't great quality, but she got through it and then played Svitolina tight three sets in, mm-hmm. in Auckland. So, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's The whole thing is just so weird and, and just unprecedented in a way she's had a she's had a bizarre (laughs) fascinating kind of run i was actually joking with mike dixon about this i gave him a copy of my book and he we were talking about because he wrote a rotokanu book uh, after her wimbledon after sorry after her u.s open run that was out by wimbledon next year which i actually really enjoyed and we did a podcast with him about it at the time i thought it was a a nice read and got a lot out of someone a lot of the story of how this person became a good tennis player someone who there was like no data and no came out of nowhere and so i appreciate that just on a reporting level uh, from what he found without, you know, really any cooperation from the Raducanu family in that project or the team at all. Uh, he got some good some good work there. Raducanu, um, yeah, is, is, is fascinating. And, you know, I talk about her and, the, and, and Naomi, who we'll get to in a bit, in the context of a sort of what could have been or what could be in the future for women's tennis. Like, these two women particularly are big stars who are ranked nothing right now. And women's tennis could really use one or both of them having a great year. And I think Naomi's the more likely of the two, but uh, Emma Emma still is a, a, a British star and that's still with who speaks fluent Chinese. And that is something that WTA really could use these days. Um, so in this section overall, I like Junction Wen to get through. Um, but I think it'll be interesting. I would watch a lot of matches in this section. And I could see Bolter I would like a Bolter run would be would be satisfying too. I think Bolter is just a 
a, a likable character, and also the the pair with the demon R hype. If they both go on yeah, runs, oh boy. Yeah, well. And she, I mean, she she's been playing great as well. Obviously, in United Cup, had a great win over Pagula, and just yeah, she has the weapons to disrupt anyone. Yeah. So we'll see if she can. And just a really those like creative like I just like watching her a lot. Uh, Pagula actually is in this section. Pagula is the five seed here. She opens against Rebecca Marino. And they can get Alexandra Karunic. Nice to see her back on protected ranking. Haven't yep. seen Karunic in a while. Or Clara Burrell, second round. Travisan is in here too against and Renata Zarzua. is in here as well. Julin, we also mentioned at some point, is in there too. I have to think if Pagula is is on track. And she's had a shaky start to the year. She she obviously lost to Bolter in that United Cup. She The U.S. did not advance through that group. She won her other match, which was against um, Tomjanovic, I guess, would have been. And whoever the Aussie woman was, yeah, Tomjanovic. And it must have been Tomjanovic. And then she withdrew from the Adelaide semifinal. So she made a semifinal, then withdrew with a gastrointestinal situation. So hopefully that's not going to be something that affects her for days. But yeah, I, I think Pagula should make it to yet another quarterfinal, I would think. You know, get an informed junction win. Maybe that can be a, a contender or something. But I like, I think Pagula's very bankable. I agree. All right. She's. I mean, she's had such a consistent year last year, and I think she'll continue to be play consistent tennis. She plays so well. That, that, that Cancun final was such a bummer. That tournament had been actually okay. Those two had, been, had great tournaments, Pagula and, and Shiontek, and they'd had good matches against each other during 2023. Canada, Pagula beat her, and she beat her in the United Cup that year, too. Yeah. And then for that match to be like the most lopsided thing ever. I, I still think Shiontek can do that to anyone. I agree, but it's just she I was will, I, I, I had I had hopes for that match, and it was it was it was it was rough to watch. The bottom half of the draw starts with Maria Sakari, the number eight seed, the Greek who has a Greek big Greek following here, and seems to more naturally enjoy it than her compatriot Stefano Tsitsipas. Uh, Sakari opens against now Hibino, and then Bai and Avanesian potentially in the second round. Uh, Lisa Mertens in the third round. I think this is a good draw for, for Maria Sakari. Caustic in there too, but I think Sakari, um, is the, I don't see anything daunting for her here, do you? I mean, Mertens is in the Hobart final. Do you think Sakari rolls through to this uh, fourth round? I think she does. I think she'll make the fourth round. I don't know about rolling through. I think, I mean, I, yeah, I think she'll make the fourth round. I think, I, I, okay. I, I expect to see Mertens in the third round as, as, as is always the case. Mm hmm. It used to be the case. She had such a great streak that yeah, for so yeah, long. Yeah. Recently ended. Um, it's more interesting than to think of this other part of this draw. One of these sort of marquee matches of the first round. Last year's semi-finalist, lest we forget, Magdalenette, 20 seed, opens against Caroline Wojniacki, who's back. Karolina Wojniacka. In, in this Polish match, that mm-hmm. is her name for this match for sure. Wojniacka uh, is the 2018 U.S. Open, sorry, Australian Open champion uh, back here after retiring at this tournament in 2020. Um, with the wild card, she played well in her first uh, in first Grand Slam back at, at the U.S. Open. She lost to eventual champion Coco Golf in the fourth round. I heard some good wins over Kvitova and Jen Brady in that tournament. I haven't seen Lynette recently, to be honest, but I think this is the kind of match Wozniacki could could do well in. I think it's a great draw for her. Yeah, if if she's playing as well as she might be, as um, yeah, as as she, I mean, I think she and. Well, she, people have around her have been kind of hyping up her level. I think there was her, her brother. I saw, saw some comments from her brother saying how well she was training. Someone mentioned her. I think in the draw ceremony they mentioned her husband was saying how well she was playing. Mm-hmm. 
but this is a good draw. I, I think she could. She, I mean, she should be able to go based on how she played at the U.S. Open. This quarters. I think so. I think yeah. that's that's more than possible. So she gets Lynette, and then she get Cornet, who's here. I, and I, I was just smiling a second ago because it was just funny to see Wozniacki and Cornet. I know back together. together. <laughs> Certain vintage here players who were here. Yeah, sixteen forever, years ago. Forever ago, yeah. So is that right, Matt? Sixteen? Well, they were here in two thousand eight, and that was sixteen, 16 years, years ago. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kornay opens against uh, the Russian qualifier Maria Timofeva, and then uh, Wozniacki then can, in the third round could get this ten seed Hadad Maya, who just won doubles title in Adelaide with uh, Taylor Townsend. Hadad uh, Maya opens against Fervirtova, and another good Russian junior. Uh, Korneva, who won the junior title here, qualified. Uh, yeah, for this and, and a year ago it was against uh, Amir Andreva. Andreva in yeah. a dr- dramatic three set match. Mm-hmm. So dramatic! I, w- I was watching the, I watched like almost all of it, and it was just drama. And then obviously Andreva immediately kicked on, and, and yeah. she stayed. It's just interesting to see how paths diverge, right? Yeah, but she, not that long. I mean, they're both playing yeah, the yeah. draws they're here both 16, a year later. Yeah. yeah, they're both so young. So the Russians are coming in tennis. Oh, show. We got oh, the, a bunch of Russians. The blanks are coming. Right. The redacteds are coming. <laughs> yep. It's a joke. They're Russian if you want them here or not. Uh, the next part of this section, which is the, uh, the uh, golf quarter, actually, this it's the golf eighth. Shit. We'll start. Oh, sorry. I was gonna, things get real. <laughs> I was going to swear, but things get real. In this for, in this next match we're going to talk yes, about here, yep, yep. this is I think probably the marquee match of the first round uh, on the women's side, or I guess Ken and uh, Shvantec if it gets interesting. Um, but the sort of I think most talked about first round match so far in this draw, not just because I've been talking about her all the time while promoting my new book Naomi Osaka, her journey to finding her power and her voice, available at big and small bookstores around Australia, New Zealand, the United States, and Canada. I'm talking about Naomi Osaka who opens against Caroline Garcia number 16 seed. I think this is a fascinating uh, first match and feels to me like a, a true coin flip in terms of I think it's 50-50 for me when I think about this match. I think I think Osaka looks so good and Garcia is very hot and cold. And I don't think she's especially warm right now. You're looking skeptical. You're looking like you disagree. What do you disagree with what I'm saying? No, no, I was just smiling. I, I, I think okay. it's just my face. <laughs> but I, I, I like I like Osaka's chances. I yeah, think, yeah. I, I think she has. A, it's a tough first round, no, no doubt about it. But I think I, I think she should go in there swinging and not feeling pressure. And it you know what she, said in, what she said in press, which I like. You play a seed in the first one, get an easier second round. Like she's already looking past Garcia. I was like, that's kind of <laughs> that's one of those like low key swaggy Osaka quotes. Which, there were so many of we read the kind of like, oh wow, you no one talks that way. <laughs> no one says, well, this will be tough, but the next round will be easier. Yeah. Well, that was great. Um, if she does play the next round, if she gets Savile, that's a whole different thing because Savile was her her last opponent in Tokyo. Um, Savile, um, as is a scene in Naomi Osaka, her journey to finding her power, her voice available to order now in any store, not just pre-order. Remember pre-order, you guys? Remember the whole pre-order era? Pre-order is over unless you're British. I don't think it's out yet in Britain. But you can actually get the book now and, and read it. And can I say, like, now, now I've seen the book, it's a book. That's a... Talk, that's a what, 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 were, what, were your, what, what were your reactions to seeing? Because when you get, did your blurb, you had seen an electronic version of the yeah. book. So of uh, the text. So, but what 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 do you think when you when you feel we a prop? You're gonna drop the book, ready? Earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it's it's a thick book. It's a read. It's it's, it's girthy. Yeah, I, I wasn't you know I wasn't sure how 
take a, you know how long it would be and I like it I, I like I like I want you know you want to read something it's 452 pages yeah, you don't, you on Naomi Osaka you don't want to read it in, in two you know two minutes you want yeah. to spend time with it that said from every from everyone who's reading it people who start reading it read, read it quickly, really quickly yeah. like I've talked to several people I can probably name them well Courtney I can say like read it in less than two days this 452 page book like once you get into it yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's very it's easy fast. to read yeah. um and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, I'm I'm very happy with it. So I'm, I'm proud of it and glad it's happened in the world that people are reading it. Um, and I'd love to hear more sort of conversation, people's thoughts on it as they read it, because you know I'll keep the conversation on it going. And so hopefully people can get it. There will be a link in the description, as per always. And thank you for your support, especially in this as in this. Uh, I don't know if I said it earlier on this show, but for for book sales, uh, first week sales are really important. So if you can buy it, like when you hear this show, while it's been out in the world less than a week, that's actually hugely important for. Uh, for numbers, for for evaluating the success of the book, so I appreciate uh, your 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 purchase and your your expedience if you're going to do it. Uh, don't delay. And it's also on sale for this first week, a lot of places too, like slightly less than than full sticker price. So anyway, Osaka looked great in in Brisbane. I wasn't sure what to expect. She was not great the second half of 2022. She was actually really pretty poor. She lost a lot of matches. It um, was not in great shape physically. Tennis-wise, this is not good. Just directionless, and she. So I didn't know what to expect. The book ends with some uncertainty about how she'll be coming back, but I think she answered a lot of questions about her tennis level, at least in Brisbane. The ball striking was elite. It was so good, hitting it as well as ever. I honestly think, in in that Brisbane tournament, and the, what was not there was the match toughness yeah. in terms of big match break situations, points. like the break points exactly. So she plays Pliskova the second round, great match. And she and Pliskova goes two for two on break points, and Osaka goes two for twelve, and that does not win her the match. And also, similarly, in the first match she played in Brisbane against Korpot, she was rolling, and then goes to serve for the match up five four in the second, and plays a horrible game. Just sort of the sort of having the automaticness to serve out a match, which used to be a real Osaka forte in her day, was not there. So she's gonna she'll have to learn those things by doing. While I come up against Garcia, will she feel rusty if she gets a lead and, and has to close? We'll see. Um, yeah. But but I but I like her chances. I think she's such a great Grand Slam player, and and it's one that's it's a happy place for her here, especially especially if she's on labor. So yeah. I think she should be. And and as as I said with um, Raducanu, just you can just see how different the, the whole vibe is mm-hmm. after after being away for sixteen mm-hmm. months and kind of just enjoying the different aspects of her job and life again. It seems and and yeah, she was so upbeat in in the press conference. Yeah. I will say with, with Osaka compared to Raducanu, though, because there's it, it, they're interesting comparison. They were going to play each other in an exhibition match, and both of them pulled out of it, and the whole thing got canceled and refunded. <laughs> it was a mess. Um, Osaka, this is going to sound mean to Raducanu. I don't mean it really, too. Osaka's been happy before. I don't know that Raducanu has <laughs> ever kind of expressed, maybe when she was, I don't know that it was ever like that real, like, sincere, like, comfort, comfort on, on tour. That was yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that first Wimbledon. Maybe until she. I mean, she was comfortable. She, for, for, she was comfortable for two weeks, for three weeks at mm. the U.S. Open. Yeah. Okay. But but I mean but I mean obviously but I mean as you mentioned in T- Tokyo, but before the, she she was off, she was obviously searching for some Osaka, sort. Of, yeah, Osaka. Yeah. 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 And uh, um, Osaka when, said Osaka said in Brisbane that she admitted that she was contemplating retiring in yeah. twenty twenty two, or just like not coming back, yeah. which was very clear. I mean, the directionlessness was clear yeah. in the book. Um, and so yeah, so so her. Her, um, yeah, we're doing it and again. Hopefully, we'll get the book. I have to plug the book every ten seconds if you're talking about her. So, book, 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 book. 
buy it now. Thank you so much. Leave reviews also, by the way. If you like it and you want to leave a review on Amazon or Goodreads, whatever, that's also very appreciated and helpful. Um, I'll start doing that kind of talk more uh, to friendly audiences. Uh, let's see. So in this section also is actually uh, uh, one of the nemeses of, of Osaka, Yulia Putinseva, who I think is 3-0 and against her, including beating her back-to-back in 2019. On grass. On Yeah. Uh, and Potapova, who she beat in uh, such a no soccer lens for everything, who she beat in Madrid last year. Uh, Kai Yuvan, uh, Zakharova, who is yet another Russian uh, Anastasia Zakharova. Uh, yeah, so I don't want to project too much beyond this first Garcia uh, Osaka match. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting that match, and, and we'll see where she goes from there. And then the fourth round, she should play Coco Golf, who she's played uh, a lot of times, or some, some very sort of marked times in her career once a year for a while yeah both of their careers yeah 2019 us open 2020 australian open 2021 cincinnati 2022 san jose wow i wrote the book on osaka she wrote he did write the book in osaka <laughs> uh yeah coco Goff, the us open champion opens against schmid leva they could get uh jean jean who beat uh arena rodinova and qualifying and then qualified rodinova should have gotten a wild card that is a travesty for us, for for tennis Australia to not give the number one Australian woman a wild card who had won so many matches in the last year, uh, just dubious. Even if she is a thirty four year old and not your your darling for your federation, like you gotta pretend that it's about merit on some occasionally. Um, and Leila Fernandez is here. Coco Golf, uh, do you expect her to make? Let's just go to the second week. Yeah, I, I think so. Yes, she yes. went Auckland. She this is not a challenging draw. I don't think for her. I will say, I mean, Fernandez could be tough. I think she. That'd be fun. That'd be, be fun. fun. If That'd they be, play each other. Yeah. That'd be a lot I'm, of fun. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm expecting a bit from Fernandez this year. So at some point, she should have bounced back here, right? She's yeah. due. She, she. I mean, her team. I, I'm thinking. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that Billie Jean King Cup might be significant, and that just, was huge. And just that she seems happy on the court, and maybe, maybe it won't be right now. Maybe it'll be on the clay. But yeah. I think we'll see something from big from or. or Relatively big from Fernandez yeah. this year. I mentioned Naomi Osaka earlier in the book I wrote about her. You can you can get it now if you haven't gotten it yet. Um, good good like endurance for you to to, to withstand the, the the barrage yeah. of things. I almost respect it, but I would have more people off the book. Uh, I was watching Naomi practice a bit there at the end of the practice with Don Shaber, um, her former client actually, as it happens, who's no longer with represented by Evolve, uh, but Don Shaber is opening against the Ukrainian qualifier Staro Dubsova. Uh, Yulia Starodovsova, and uh, that is a good draw to start for Jabir. Was having a lot of fun in practice with Naomi and, and doing all sorts of, of, of tricky stuff, and Naomi was like enjoying being baffled by it. It was a lovely scene. Mira Andreeva potentially in the second round, the highly touted Russian. You want to say something? Jabir's uh, like hero. Yeah, that's right. That could be really good for. That could be really fun for for Andreeva. So hopefully that match can happen for them. And then uh, Jin Yu Wang, uh, the, the righty. Uh, of the X Wangs is seated at number thirty, so she she actually beat uh, ZU in Auckland recently, yeah. and it's kind of emerging as the stronger of the X Wangs for now. Righty for now, but they're both they're both could be kind of top thirty players, I think, in the future. I don't know about beyond that, but but yeah, there was a lot. They're fun. That was a fun match. I watched the watch X Wang versus X Wang in uh, in uh, in Auckland. I had a nice time watching it. Um, I, I thought they needed to go to Righty and Lefty, the commentator, but anyway, that's a different issue. Um, and then this other set, but I like Shaber to get through here uh, to the fourth round. I think it's a comfortable draw for her, actually, unless Andreva really steps up and, and plays huge. Uh, and then she could potentially play in the fourth round Krejcikova, who is the number nine seed here back in the top ten, Barbara Krejcikova. Nice to see her back. Oh, and then it's Mai Hantama, which is a match on, on 
uh, Margaret Quarterino, which I was a little surprised by, uh, Krejcikova Hantama, uh, then Korpach or Burridge for, for Krejcikova, and then uh, Alexandrova, Siegmund, Hunter, Irani, and it's a great draw for, 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 for Babs, Krejcikova. And, yep. and yeah, Shabur, Krejcikova, fourth round would be fun. I would, I would love that match, actually, if that happens. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be talk about, like, just sort of, like, stylish in different ways of players. Yeah. Like, just, like, have a certain kind of elegance that I, yeah. I can vibe Absolutely. with. Absolutely. I can vibe with that. And disprove, it, it would disprove the notion that the, the tour is only ball bashers and right. one-dimensional players. Which, if you think that you're not paying attention, yep. I mean, you're really not. Like, yep. Iga Shantek is not a ball basher. No. She's not. Coco Golf is not a ball basher. Wondrousova is not a ball basher. No. Pagula is a flat hitter, but not a ball basher in the, in the technical sense. Yes, absolutely. Sabalenka is a ball basher extraordinaire. But she's kind of the only one of the top players who really is just that at the moment. And the really top players. Uh, Rabakin is not even a ball basher. She's got a little bit more pizzazz or, you know, sort of style and whatever to yourself speaking of bull bashers samsonov no. yeah no that's right that's right uh samsonov has one of the other fun loaded first rounds so many great first rounds in this women's draw uh against amanda anisimova who naomi osaka also practiced with this week it's funny actually too because anisimova beat her twice at slams yeah. in 2022 uh, but they're still buddies if it's interesting like buddy friendship and i just think but i can't it's just I, I will never be over the fact that they were one point we were one point I away know. from Barty osaka at the australian open and that was the last one Barty ever played. Yeah. Yep. That rivalry that never was. I didn't I didn't a uh, chapter that got cut from the book about Barty and Osaka comparisons. And it's actually it ran in the monthly, which is a monthly uh, magazine here in Australia. You can check that out. It's online. I'll I'll send it yeah. to you if you haven't seen it. It's uh, I think you'd appreciate I'll, it. I'll shed a few tears. It's 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 more it wanna be a little more Barty focused because it's an Australian publication, obviously, but I think Barty and Osaka are sort of fascinating parallels yeah, for yeah. each other and some things in common and a lot of different things and Barty, I feel like is still. I, I think I my take on Barty, I feel like is is good, humbly, and I think that like people kind of don't talk about her with the sort of don't talk about her 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 savvy in a certain. Oh way. yeah, I think, yeah. I think that she. I think Especially that, with the press, exactly her social savvy, the way she like played the press, I think is really fascinating and 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 meticulous and frustrating at times as a press person. But that that's but like, I respect that, it. Yeah, that's you, you have the power to do that. Yeah, I respect I respect yeah. it because also because because it came from such an intentional place of her having such a hard time the first time around on tour. So that she was able to exert all this control yeah. over her second act, I think is really remarkable. And so, I have a lot of respect for her for Ashley Barty, who's on a billboard for Rado, the watch company on, on Swanston Street here in, in, in Melbourne, C B D. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Samsonova and Isimova, this is the last actually almost done. Uh, Samsonova Nisimova, good to see Amanda back. Uh, wasn't sure if she'd get back, but she's back in Auckland. Uh, she also, like like uh, Naomi Osaka, actually, she's mentioned in the epilogue. It's another player who just left tour saying she wasn't happy. Um, and I think Naomi's sort of cleared a path for that uh, in the sport. And uh, Andrescu followed it. Nisimova, the most recent example. Berrettini arguably followed it a bit. There are physical issues with him, too. But anyway, there's uh, some different things going on there. Good to see Nisimova back. I think Samsonova is probably too strong for her at this point, but she's played well in Australia before, Amanda. Uh, then Podoroska or Zidansek next for, for Samsonova, probably. Taylor Townsend is a delight to play. Fun first round, actually, Townsend Bedosa. I would watch the heck out of that. And Pavlyuchenkova versus Donna Vekic. So this is a good section. This is a nice little little eight octet of the draw, yeah. I got to say. Um, some fun names in here, for sure. Vekic made quarters here last year, so some points to defend. And I could see Vekic making it back to... Um, at least a fourth round uh, with this section. Pavlyuchenko Vekic, a great match. Pavlyuchenko had a good win over somebody. Who was it? She beat somebody good this week. 
Um, Pavlyuchenko would beat somebody good this week. If I say it more slowly, maybe I'll think of who it was. She beat, can you be looking it up? I am indeed. Okay, it was in Adelaide. I'm pretty sure. Siniakova and uh, Haddad Maya. Haddad Maya. Haddad Maya is a good win. And then had a, a tight three-set loss to Pegula. Yeah. Can't, I can't argue with that. Good run for Pavlyuchenko. Nice to see her back online after having a rough stretch after her uh, uh, French Open final, really, and missing a bunch of time. Uh, so, yeah, so Pavlyuchenkova. Did you see the the um, the, the Cointos in one yes, of the matches? this was so great. <laughs> this was so great. So Pavlyuchenkova is in Adelaide. And uh, she stayed there for the coin toss against someone. I forget which match it was. One uh, of those matches. The last match she played, probably Pagula. I think it's Pagula, I'd say. And, and the chair umpire is talking to the players in the net. And so you want to do coin toss. Then goes to the, the players, any questions? And the kid doing the coin toss <laughs> decides to ask a question. She goes to, to, goes to Pagula and says, what's your favorite thing about playing tennis? I'm oh, sorry, no, she goes to Pat. Sorry. The kid who's doing the coin toss decides to ask a question and asks Pavlyuchenkova, what's your favorite thing about playing tennis? And very game-facedly, Pavlyuchenkova says, winning. <laughs> it was a very cute little, like, moment of, of, of miscommunications and adorableness. It was it was very wholesome. I appreciated it. Uh, yeah, it's a fun section. I, I, I could see a lot of people getting in this section. I could see Pavlyuchenkova getting out. I could see Fekic getting out. I could see a, a rejuvenated Bedosa, who obviously has the talent, who's made it to a quarterfinal here before. Uh, Townsend can beat anybody on her day. Anisimova can find form. Samsonova, I think, can make the case for a lot of players in this section. I think it's a really fun section to watch. Bring your popcorn. Um, and then the defending champion is the last player we're going to talk about here, Arena Sabalenka, her last anchor of section number two, opens against the German qualifier, who is Ellis Seidel, uh, who I had not heard of before saying that name out loud. Honestly, I saw her on the scoreboard today and I had not did not know anything about her. Someone that opens against her is comfortable opening on the night session of uh, Rob Dave Arena on Sunday night. And they can play Brenda Fervirtova, the younger of the Fervirtovas, who's a qualifier. Uh, kind of Fervirtovas kind of had a quiet year last year, having a good Australia. They didn't do tons to make themselves like top 100 fixtures yet, necessarily. Uh, they're still teenagers, so they're doing fine, but not quite the breakthrough you'd think. And then Sabanka could face, oh gosh, she could play Serenko. That was a whole mess when they were going to play each other in Indian Wells. And then uh, Sasnovich, another Belarusian in there as well. Sabalenka, can she defend this title? What do you think her, her odds are coming into here? I mean, she has played okay, and they got swamped by Rubakina in that Brisbane final. What, what do you see for, for our defending champion here? I think she'll make another deep run. The draw is good. Yeah. I mean, her draw is really yeah. I think she should cruise to the quarters, and then who should get in the quarters? She would get uh, Krejcikova or Jabir. Okay. I think she would beat them, and then... I think she crosses the semis, and then she could get golf, who she lost to in the U.S. Open final, or, or Osaka, Osaka. <laughs> honestly, or Osaka, or that's kind of it. I think her her draw is really good. I like, yeah, I like I like her chances. I'm I'm very interested just to see how how she follows up last year. It took so much effort and and work. Her well. slam runs last year were so yeah. good. But just, I mean, we talked about it already. But just the fact that it could have been even better. She could have been, that could have been an all time great year where yeah. she won like two or three slams and. Yeah, and let's see how, how she does now. If, if she can keep up that intensity, that resilience. It, it, I'm, I'm sure last year it took a lot out of her. And if she can maintain it, then I think she can. But it, it's a lot. It's you know what lot. I think of with this streak of, of Sabalenka? I don't know why my mind went there. With Sabalenka making four slam semifinals. Remember how like Federer made like 20-something slam yeah. semifinals in a row? Yeah. That was such an underrated record. Yeah, yeah. That was incredible. He was very good, Roger Federer. He was pretty good at He was good at tennis. He was okay. Yeah. You want to learn more about Roger Federer? Um, 
Does, he, does, is there a mention of him? Yes, there is mention. I just <laughs> looking at the book. If people are not watching on the video of this uh, audio show. Yeah, uh, Naomi aced him once at uh, Hot Makeup. Nice. There's also a moment that's not in the book where she almost once knocked him over in a hallway. It's like a video on YouTube. Speaking of Hot Makeup, I did want to mention Iga yeah. in, in United Cup. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed just watching her like test her powers against the, the male players. And, yeah. In the mixed doubles, like going four four under forehand with Sarev and just crushing and that clean winner in the forehand exchange, and then also just like I mean any 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 second serve, regardless of whose it was, just got the, got the treatment, got the same treatment, regardless yeah. of which opponent. I enjoyed. That. I love mixed doubles. I, I wish there was so, more of it. It was great. It's I, great. I, I really got that. I, I think everyone who was at United Cup was really positive about it this year. Yeah. I think they improved a lot from what they had going on last year. I still think it could be a one city event. Honestly, I think you could even tighten it even more. Um, just because I feel like sometimes, some, well, it was already better. It was so much better. Yeah. I wonder if we can get even tighter. I don't know, but I think it was good this year. I hope it lasts. I don't know yeah. that it will. This whole Saudi thing moving yeah, into yeah. January is a yeah. big threat for United Cup. Yep. Um, so that'll be an interesting discussion this yeah. year. Even just randomly, Dan Evans was like, because he, he was at United Cup as the second player, mm. and he was like, I was, I was living for the mix doubles. I was watching it. That was my favorite part. If if he likes something, then <laughs> it must be. He's good. a tough judge. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> on that note it's my thank you for being a tough judge for these men and women in this draw thank you also for your blurb on the back of the book which I read earlier um, and yes we'll take home a couple copies of this book for your trip thank you very much lovely to have you here and looking forward to be talking to you again during the tournament we're going to do some more shows during, sure during the tournament I hope I get this I need to get this show up in time for the uh, tournament to start but we'll do that and thank you very much thank you S- see you guys Bye-bye. bye 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 folks <laughs>